Thanks for joining us at Faith. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and draws you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service or find out more about the church, visit faith.church. That's faith.church. We have an opportunity to welcome a dear friend and a mission partner who's serving in Pakistan doing crazy awesome work, Pastor Salik. Would you please come? He and his wife Eliana are here. Their children are here. We are so proud of you. Thank you, brother. You're welcome. He's going to be speaking this morning to you. You may be seated. Friend, I want to say thank you publicly for your service to Jesus Christ. Thank you. Your integrity is unmatched. Your dedication to the mission that God set you out on is an inspiration to us. So thank you. May I pray for you? And I'm going to give you the time to speak to us. Jesus, we thank you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd speak through our friend, that you would move powerfully in our lives, and that you'd inspire us to live the life that you have called us to live. Would you bless Salik now in the name of Jesus Christ? Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Mark. And thank you so much, Pastor Jason. It is such an honor and privilege for me to be here. Um, I got connected with faith about 10 years ago uh, through Brother Michael Hegarty, and uh, then I met great friends and also Pastor Jason. And uh, one of the first uh, TV programs that we aired on our satellite and cable TV network, it was with Pastor Jason and his powerful testimony. And that blessed millions of people in Pakistan and in the Middle East. Well, uh, once again, thank you so much. And you guys have been a, a great support to the missions work in Pakistan and also in the Middle East that we're doing uh, through our media ministry. And um, I'm, I'm so grateful to the Lord for our connection here at Faith. So once again, thank you so very much for your prayers and support. God bless you. Well, I want to start with a, a short testimony of, uh, and all the different uh, things that God is doing in Pakistan through your prayers and support. Um, uh, first of all, I want to thank my wife, Eliana. Eliana, could you please stand up? Our children are also here. Uh, I don't know where they're sitting at, but they're here too. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm, I'm so grateful to the Lord that uh, God has called us uh, to the missions work. Yeah, I came to Colorado in 1995, graduated from a Bible college here, and then the Lord uh, led us to start a church among the South Asian people here in the Denver metro area. And we pastored that church till 2005, and we also did some other uh, ministry uh, outreaches here in the Denver area with other churches. And um, then in 2005, the Lord uh, called us to go back to Pakistan. Now, at that time, everything was going great. Uh, our church with the South Asian people was awesome. And... Uh, uh, we did not want to go back to Pakistan because we knew the struggles and all the difficulties and all the dangers. But 
when God calls you and when he speaks to you and, uh, and he gives you the grace to obey his call, I think there is nothing greater than that. So we praise the Lord. We heeded the call of God and, um, and then when we went over there, the work that my father had established through planting churches, evangelism, and also um, some educational programs like he had built schools there. So we started working there and then um, we also got involved in evangelism, doing crusades and so we, we started with dozens of people uh, through our evangelism ministry and those dozens of people got into thousands and then thousands into tens of thousands and then eventually through our media ministry now we're reaching millions of lost souls with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And we've been planting churches, uh, training leaders uh, and helping with our educational programs, the schools. Uh, that we have over there. Uh, recently, we built the largest seating capacity church facility in Pakistan, and we give God all the glory for that. Praise the Lord. Uh, thousands of people come to attend our ch church services, and then we have a, a really a neat service. Uh, our midweek service, uh, Thursday night, thousands of people and we have turned our midweek service into an evangelistic and healing meeting because we started seeing miracles, uh, blind eyes opening, uh, demon-possessed people getting set free, uh, cancers and tumors disappearing, and, and even the dead were raised. And so that really opened up uh, a, a ministry to to minister to the lost and hurting people in Pakistan. I'm gonna show you this video, and not just that, we have, God has been so gracious to us that we have uh, uh, helped people in natural disasters. Uh, in 2005, there was a major earthquake, uh, and then we went to the Northwest Pakistan, which was very difficult to go and, and, and share the love of Christ, but. God opened huge doors for us. And then um, uh, the, the flood in 2010, we also helped a lot of hurting people. And then um, the COVID-19 lockdowns, a lot of people hurting. 25% uh, of Pakistan's population live below the poverty line. And when the lockdown started, uh, people started dying more because of hunger than of the COVID. So uh, at that time, we also helped thousands and thousands of families with food and uh, a lot of things. And so we, we are grateful to the Lord uh, for your partnership because you guys have been praying for us and supporting this awesome work. And then uh, recently with the flood, uh, there was heavy flooding. 60% uh, of Pakistan was underwater and uh, it was a huge devastation. And we also helped a lot of people. So I wanna show you this video. There's so many things I wanna talk about. But here's the video that will, you will see the faces of people and, and people that are uh, receiving the manifestation of the love of Christ. Let's watch this video. 
सबसे प्यार करते हैं आप मसीही बरदरी से हमारा ताल्लुक है और हम मसीह की मोहब्बत आपके साथ इस खाने के जरिया से बांट रहे हैं
the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful to the Lord. That his grace has empowered us through your prayers and through your support. The love of Christ is being shared with the nations of the world. Let's raise our hands toward heaven. Let's thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this honor and the privilege that you've given to us to be your sons and daughters. Thank you, Father for giving us the grace to be your hands and feet in this hurting world. And I'm so thankful to this great church and the great people that are here who have stood with us, partnered with us, prayed with us to reach the lost with the love of Christ. Thank you, Lord, and we give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, I did not plan to do that. But when I saw those faces and the people getting ministered to with the love of Christ, people of God, that's the Father heart of God. And I so love this church because the, your theme here is make Jesus famous all over the world. And that's where the heart of the Father is, touching lives that are hurting, that are desperate. And the greatest need that people have, it is the salvation of their souls. And God has given us this grace the power to reach the lost with his love. Well, today I want to share for the next few moments a revelation that has transformed our lives and given us the power to do what God is doing in and through us. It's the crucified life. Apostle Paul writes in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives within me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by having faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. People of God, we are here because of the cross of Christ. We are here because Jesus Christ, according to 1 Peter 2.24, Jesus took our sins on his body on the cross. 
so that we should no longer live unto sins but unto righteousness and by his wounds, by his stripes, we are made whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, give the Lord a hand of praise. The power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the power of the cross of Christ transforms us and makes us the people that God wants us to be, his obedient people just as Christ is. So today, I believe that God wants his church to bear the cross As Jesus said, he who desires to come after me, in Matthew chapter 16, he said, he who desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I want to tell you that the cross of Christ has empowered us to be his witnesses in Pakistan and wherever the Lord is using us. It is the cross of Christ that basically uh, given us the grace to be what God wants us to be. And that grace is available for all of us. When we believe in Christ, when we trust on what Christ has accomplished through the cross, the cross of Christ gives us the power to live the obedient life that he wants us to live. Actually, the crucified life, it's a pursuit of perfection, a spiritual perfection. As Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3, verse 12, that it's not that I have already attained, but I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ, the revelation of Christ, and Christ becoming real in us and through us, that is what the world needs to see. Crucified life is not an easy proposition. In fact, it will be the most challenging thing you will ever face. The cost is high, the path is rough, the way forward is often lonely, but the rewards you will gain of knowing God in intimate fellowship will be well worth the journey. People of God, yes, yes, hallelujah. You know, as when we said yes to the Lord 17 years ago to go back to Pakistan, it was very difficult for us. It was a, a difficult decision to make because my family and my wife's family, they're, they're all here. and Colorado is home to us. But when we understood what cross has done, that Jesus Christ, he, he took our sins. He, all that which was junk, all that which was sinful, all that which was against the will of the Father, he took all that upon himself. And he gave us his righteousness. Hallelujah. 
the power of the righteousness of the Son of God. That's why Apostle Paul says that we are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then in Ephesians 2.10, he says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Those works are the great and greater works that our Father wants us to do on this earth. People of God, when we make the decision to follow Christ in his footsteps, yes, we face hardships. Yes, there are all kinds of difficulties. But when we experience the presence of Christ, when we experience the living Christ, hallelujah, there is nothing greater than that. I was sharing earlier that how one time we were doing an event in a city and uh, right before I uh, went to the venue because we were doing a crusade, uh, we were told that a, a, a mob of terrorists has attacked us and uh, the service is stopped and uh, the police is here and we cannot, we cannot do this service. And my team told me, do not come to the venue, it's very dangerous. And immediately I called um, my father and uh, a couple of other mentors and uh, they started praying. And when they prayed with me, I felt the presence of the living Christ, hallelujah, in my heart. And I felt the peace of God all over me. And then when I went to the venue, uh, right before I went to the venue, the Lord used the police, the government, to stop those, that, that mob of terrorists. The Muslim police stopped the terrorists, so that Christians, us, we could have a crusade in Pakistan. Hallelujah. That is the power of the living Christ within us. And, and when I uh, was about to go on the stage to share the gospel, our security leader said, I'm going to stand in front of you, and that's how you're going to preach. I said, no. I have Christ with me. I have Christ within me. I have the living, the resurrected Christ. Hallelujah. And when I got up on this stage, I started preaching the gospel of Christ, the power of the blood of Jesus. And I saw people crying and giving their hearts to Jesus. Hundreds of people gave their hearts to the Lord. And miracles happened that night because the living Christ was with me in a very intimate way. And he, he, and he pulled us out of the, the, the jaws of death when, when, we, when we were facing death right there. But he, he made us so powerful in the midst of that dangerous situation. And we give him all the glory because it's only by the power of our risen Lord. So people of God, it is so vitally important for us to follow Christ in his footsteps. The subject of the crucified life is vitally important to the health and growth of the church. The church is comprised of individuals who have trusted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The health of the church is in direct proportion to the health of each individual Christian. Only a dynamically healthy church can ever hope to fulfill the great commission of Christ 
to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations, according to Matthew 28 and Mark 16. When we say yes to Jesus, remember, it is not anything that we do. It is him in us. It is Christ living in us. And, and, and it is so powerful when Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 24, that if a grain of wheat falls to the ground and it dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Hallelujah. And we see that. We see that in, 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 in the disciples of Jesus Christ. Right after Jesus' crucifixion, death, and resurrection, Jesus, before his ascension, Jesus told his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem, to wait in Jerusalem for the empowerment, for the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that had raised Christ from the dead. And when they waited for 10 days, the Spirit of God came upon them. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God empowered those, those 120, especially Peter, who was hiding few days ago, but now he was a new man. He was living in the newness of life. He was living the resurrected life of the Son of God. And that's why he stood up on the day of Pentecost and he preached the gospel and 3,000 souls got saved because they had said yes to Jesus and made a decision to follow him in his footsteps. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People of God, we're all called to be witnesses of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're all called to make him famous in our home, in our family, in our neighborhood, at our workplace, at our business, wherever we are. But remember, when we say yes to Jesus, he always empowers us with his grace. And he gives us the anointing, his righteousness. And actually, this is called the resurrection side of the crucified life. Hallelujah. The resurrection side of the crucified life. What happens to us is, um, as, as we read in, in uh, Romans chapter 6, it's so powerful that Apostle Paul uh, narrates this, this, this revelation of our crucifixion with Christ. In Romans chapter, four, uh, chapter 6, starting from verse 4, it says here, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Hallelujah. The newness of life. And another translation says, a new life. The moment we say yes to Jesus, and, 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 and we all know that it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. We, we, when we say yes to Jesus, and as we allow the Spirit of God to work within us, He leads us 
from revelation to revelation. He leads us into the power of the Word of God. And that Word of God works within us and it sanctifies us and it puts to death the deeds of the flesh. It puts to death that old nature, the carnality that, 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 that started uh, with, with, with that with disobedience of Adam and Eve. And, and here Apostle Paul says that the new life starts when we, when we say yes to Jesus because what we do is we are, what he does for us is that we, we, are, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Hallelujah. What a promise. What a promise that we will be like him in his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Anything that is against the will of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, that is sin. Verse 7, he who has died has been freed from sin. Hallelujah. Now if we die with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11, likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Everything that is against the will of God but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. We are dead to sin. That thing that causes us to go against the will, the plan, the purpose of God, that has been put to death. That has been nailed to the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. And now we are alive unto God, which means that we are, we are passionate for the things that God is passionate for. Hallelujah. We desire what he desires because that's what the Holy Spirit does in us. He transforms us. He makes us like Christ. Yeah, and, and then we start thinking and desiring the things that God desires. Amen. This is what it means to be alive. Live unto God. Becoming passionate for the things that God is passionate for. Amen. So people of God, let's make this decision. But remember, we're not called to do amazing things that only God can do. We are called to consecrate ourselves to him. And then the amazing things will happen. Hallelujah. The consecration takes place through the crucified life. Amen? A.W. Tozer defines the crucified life. He says, the crucified life is a life holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, given over to the Lord in absolute humility and obedience, a sacrifice pleasing to the Lord. 
Hallelujah. It's a sacrifice that is pleasing to the Lord our God. The purpose of crucified life is progressing towards spiritual perfection, and the whole Bible supports it. As we read in Philippians 3.12, Apostle Paul says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. The crucified life is a life absolutely committed to following after Christ Jesus, to be more like him, to think like him, and to love like him. Hallelujah. The whole essence of spiritual perfection has everything to do with Jesus Christ, not with rules or regulations. And please, don't be legalistic or religious because the cross of Christ empowers us with a grace that sets our heart on fire for Jesus. He puts his love within us, a love that becomes a fire within us. Just like, just like uh, uh, Jeremiah, as he said, God, your word is like fire shut up in my bones. That's the passion of God. That's the love of God that comes to us through the power of the cross. Now, when I said we love like him because Jesus said, in John chapter 13, verse 34, he said, I give you a new commandment, that you love others as I have loved you. Remember the old commandment was, love others like yourself. But Jesus was saying, love others as I have loved you, unconditionally. Hallelujah. Uh, it reminds me, uh, last Christmas, the moderator of the Presbyterian Church in Pakistan, he had arranged a, a, a meeting. Uh, uh, he had invited all the religious leaders, Muslims, Hindus, Sikhs, uh, Presbyterians, Baptists, Pentecostals, Charismatics, all were there. And and then uh, they were all making nice speeches, how we can. Actually, the purpose of this meeting was to bring peace and harmony among all the religious sects in Pakistan. And, um, and that was almost at the end, and the moderator asked me to say a word of prayer. And right before that prayer, I asked him if I can uh, say a few things. And he said, okay. And I read this new commandment. I said, the only way we can bring true peace and harmony is to love like Jesus. And everybody started applauding. Hallelujah. And it was so awesome that God gave me the opportunity to share the true love. The real love, the agape love, the God kind of love, the unconditional love, because only that love transforms us. Praise the Lord. Well, I have so many other things to share, but I want to say this. Living the crucified life is a journey not for the faint at heart. The journey is rough and filled with dangers and difficulties. And it does not end until we see Christ. 
we die daily to self until we see Him. Yet, though the journey may be difficult, the result of seeing Christ face to face is worth it all. This tough journey can be accomplished even by those who are least among us. It is not a journey of physical strength, but of desire and love for Jesus. Amen? Jesus said, yes, give the Lord a hand of praise. Jesus said, he who desires to come after me, let us become hungry for Jesus. Let us become hungry for Jesus. And you all know Brother Lawrence. Uh, his real name was Herman. Uh, let me see this. Nicholas Herman, commonly known as Brother Lawrence, who wrote the book, Practicing the Presence of God. Now, this brother, he was a simple dishwasher in the institution where he lived. He was basically a Carmelite monk. He was a simple dishwasher in the institution where he lived. He said he did those dishes for the glory of God. And when he was through with his humble work, he would fall flat on the floor and worship God. Hallelujah. We must be so in love with our God that we must thank Him every moment of every hour and every day for everything. Not just in the joys, but in hardships, in toil, and in pain. People of God, this is the resurrection side of the crucified life, that we live like Him. In Colossians 3, 1 to 10, I want you to go home and read that passage because that passage talks about our identification with Christ on the resurrection side of the crucified life. And at the end, I want to quote what Jesus said in Matthew 10, verse 38. He said, he who does not take up his cross is not worthy of me. The cross is an instrument of death, of a tortuous death, symbolizing here not the bearing of any particular burden or distress, but a willingness to give one's life sacrificially for the master's use. The cross makes us fit for the master's use. There is nothing greater joy than to be fit for the master's use. The cross of Christ makes us graceful. Before Pastor Jason comes up, I want you to stand with me. Let's raise our hands toward heaven. I'm sensing His presence in a very powerful way. 
let us all surrender our lives to Him. Because the crucified life is giving all to Him. He gave all for us. He left heaven for us. People of God, let us surrender all to Him. He is worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. He's our creator. He's our savior. He created us. And then when we were lost in sin, when we were his enemies, he loved us. He transforms us by the power of his cross. I just want to say a word of prayer and I believe at this moment healings are taking place. I sense the anointing and the presence of God in a very powerful way. Let's just raise your hands toward heaven. I want to pray a prayer of consecration and also a prayer of healing because I believe God is healing people right now. Miracles are taking place. As you have responded to the call of God, as you have given your heart to Jesus, as you are saying yes to him to live this crucified life and there is nothing greater joy than this father God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we come before you I thank you for your presence I thank you for your anointing in this place thank you your truth has set us free the power of the cross has set us free. The cross has empowered us to be your people. Your cross empowers us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that touch each and every one right now. As we are saying yes to you, I pray that transform each and every one. And right now, touch these bodies as well. Bring healing and wholeness to these bodies. All those who are believing you for a miracle, let mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit, the resurrection power of the risen Christ touch each and every one right now. And Lord, I pray for healings and miracles in this place right now. Right now, touch each and every one. In Jesus' name I pray. And even those who are watching us online, Touch them, Holy Spirit. Touch them, Holy Spirit. Touch them, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Move in the hearts and lives of your people, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.